Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Good evening, the Golden State Warriors. 117, the Phoenix Suns, 107. Welcome to the Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Uh, Warriors win tonight by 10. They entered the fourth quarter down three against the Phoenix Suns. The West, the Western Conference is a worse team. And then in the fourth quarter, Warriors outscore the Suns 35-22. They end up winning by 10, and it's a game where, depending on your perspective, you can look at this game and say, nice, Warriors coming back from a double-digit deficit in the fourth quarter. That's nice. That's, that's what great teams do. Or you can look at it the other way and say, why in the world was this game competitive so late? Well, there's a handful of games on the NBA schedule that you just have to get through and make sure you win. And I think tonight for the Warriors on a Friday night in Phoenix is a game that you just have to get through and make sure you win. And the Warriors did exactly that in winning the second quarter 34-22 and the fourth quarter 35-22. And that was more than enough to come from 17 down to eventually lead by as many as 14 and wind up winning the game by 10. So for me, it's just it's one of those games that all right, it's off the schedule. You want it. You're 39 and 15. It's not all bad. I mean, the bad is 18 turnovers. The bad is the Suns had 101 field goal attempts to the Warriors 81, but the good is the Warriors shot better than 50% while the Suns wound up shooting 38.6% and all five starters for the Warriors wound up in double figures, which right. is something that hasn't happened uh, this season until tonight. So I, I think, yeah, you take the good with the bad. It's a win. You fly home and you get ready to play the Miami Heat. 888-957-9570 is the number. You want to talk about this one. You want to talk about how the, uh, the Warriors responded, let's say, after after Kevin Durant's rant after the game on Wednesday. One thing J.D. and I are going to spend some time on is just two two things we noticed tonight. Well, not just we noticed, but that uh, that happened was four technical fouls for the Golden State Warriors. Four technical fouls. Uh, Draymond Green ejected two technical fouls and an ejection from Draymond Green. So uh, the, the Warriors um, not only had an ejection, but then there was an interesting moment uh at the start of the fourth quarter where DeMarcus Cousins came over to Steve Kerr and the coaching staff as they were strategizing, and he basically said, don't take me out of this game right now. And uh, Kerr said, all right, and he let him start the fourth quarter. It looked like he was contemplating maybe not using well, middle of, it. Was more, it was the middle of the fourth quarter after Cousins had started the fourth quarter as he typically does, and he wanted with about six and a half minutes to go to continue to play. Gotcha. Don't take That's me right. out. That's, That's right. the normal point right, in which right, Cousins right. would come out. And then he would either come back in or not, depending upon where his minutes were at that point in time. And, you know, he had a half smile on his face when he was doing it. But I, I think there was also 
a part of DeMarcus Cousins that was as serious as he could possibly be and not wanting to come out of the game. Well, Steve Kerr let him in and stay in for a couple of more minutes and then wound up taking him out of the game, uh, and the Warriors wind up getting the victory. I, I thought, you know, just another interesting aspect of this thing was Draymond Green getting ejected. No doubt. Uh, at the, that was at the start of the fourth quarter, the end of the third quarter, as he got uh, what was a, a headbutt or maybe a hairbutt from right. Kelly Oubre Jr. Those two have a history going back to Draymond Green and Bradley Beal from early in last season, October of 2017, so a little over a year, almost a year and a half ago, uh, back at Oracle Arena where Beal and Draymond got into it and Oubre came in late and kind of piled on uh, Draymond Green to the tune of him winding up getting fined for his actions and that. So those two had a little bit of history. Oubre's a guy that can run a little hot yeah. and try to maybe instigate as Draymond Green can do at times. So I think maybe Oubre was trying to get under Draymond's skin and, and maybe he got away with one and it, and it worked. Well, he scored and as he was turning to run up the court, Draymond was right there and he basically nodded. You know, it was a nod slash fake kind of headbutt, but he didn't headbutt him. He just kind of, it was one of those things where you want somebody to flinch kind of. And uh, the refs missed it. Uh, they missed it. It should have been a technical foul. It was taunting in any league. Uh, there was no contact, but it was taunting. Uh, but the refs missed it. Okay, so they missed it. And and this is I was I was telling JD this. This is kind of the, the, the this is vintage Draymond Green in a way. And I'm not saying it's bad or it's good. You can make up your own mind. But he was he was wronged there, if you will. Ubre nods at him in a strong manner. You know what? He got away with it. Ubre got away with it. The refs missed it. There's no doubt about it. So they go to the timeout, and now it becomes a matter of how Draymond Green's going to handle the situation. And what he does is he walks the length of the court out of a timeout to confront, accost Leon Wood, and he kind of comes up from behind him in a – somewhat aggressive fashion and and basically is telling him either you missed it or you know that's a bunch of bs and he he took it too far he got a technical foul which was his second one and the next thing you know he's ejected and to me it's just it's just the it's the type of thing we're so used to with Draymond does he have an excuse yeah he could he could he kind of got you know, he lost one there. He took an L, but he just couldn't let it go and play on. No, he couldn't. And I think, you know, Draymond is smart enough to know on a night like tonight that, you know, you're playing the Phoenix Suns. And I think he can pick his spot to make a point almost knowing that it's not essential that he even stays in the game on a night like tonight. And I'm not saying he hasn't lost his cool in instances where it has mattered. Obviously, we know that he has. Right. But I do think he almost picks his spots sometimes as to, you know what, forget it. I'm out. I'm, you know, I don't even care if I get thrown out of the game tonight because we're probably going to win this right. game anyway. And you look at him getting thrown out, it winds up changing the way DeMarcus Cousins needs to be used. And it changes the way the Warriors have to order their rotation down the stretch. But regardless, Stephen Curry gets going a little bit, four for five in that fourth quarter. And the Warriors are able to play good enough defense against the Suns team that that showed you they they showed you at the end of the night why they're eleven and forty six. 
uh, both on the offensive and defensive end. And once the Warriors applied a little bit of pressure in the game, essentially got real. Yeah, no doubt about it. 888-957-9570 is the number if you want to get on the in on the Warrior Wrap-Up Show. Brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ-FM and HD1 KGMZ, San Francisco, the radio home of the Golden State Warriors. And I'm looking at this box score, everybody in double figures uh, for the first time, this all the starters, I should say, uh, in double figures for the first time this year, but you wanted to uh, you wanted to uh, acknowledge Jerebko. You thought he was a, a factor tonight, yeah. In a that, big way. I thought Jerebko was a factor for the Warriors tonight. When you look at the way this game plays out, he winds up being a plus twenty-two in seventeen minutes. He only scores seven points, but five rebounds, and and I I really thought you know because I had asked Steve Kerr at, at practice earlier in the week. You know, as Jarebko starts to get back in the swing of things, you know, he's clearly been the odd man out since DeMarcus Cousins right. has returned. And, and my question to Steve was, hey, if, you know, are, are there still games on the schedule where you think Jarebko can be a, a regular rotation player for you, where he can, you know, step in and play 15 to 20 minutes? And, and Kerr was very quick to say, oh, absolutely. You know, as he gets back into the swing of things and, and obviously his wife having the, the, the baby and, and he gets back with the team, that, that Jarebko's perfect in that he knows the drill. He knows there's going to be games where he may not play. He knows there's going to be games where he may play 20 minutes, and he's cool with it either way, and he stays ready and can make an impact. And I just thought tonight was a night where you look at it and Steve Kerr, you know, he, he found a game on the schedule where Jarebko could be a part of it, and I think that's important whether Jarebko winds up in the rotation or out of the rotation in the playoffs, and I think there's going to be a lot of games where he winds up out of the rotation in the playoffs, uh, just to kind of to give him a little taste here or there so he doesn't get completely rusty. Right, no doubt about it, because he, he to me, is... And we talk about the buyout market and whether or not uh, the Warriors may go out and get a wing player, and we're talking about Wes Matthews, who's, who's apparently uh, not going to sign with the Warriors... Um, he's going to go to Indiana, but you looked at that spot as, hey, you, you're going to need somebody who you trust late in a ball game, in in a playoff ball game. Uh, basically, you need a player who won't lose it for you. Uh, Jarebko's kind of that player uh, with a different role, um, maybe the front court version of that. Yeah. Somebody you need seven, ten minutes out of, maybe, maybe, you know, once a series. And uh, but exactly, but he, you win those games, and he can help you play even in that stretch mm-hmm. where, where, like you say, you don't have a negative spell of let's say seven, eight points in that stretch because you've got one weak link out there that can be re- you know repeatedly exposed. So I think that's where a guy like Jonas Jarebko is really valuable in and valuable in knowing that he he doesn't necessarily have to do it every single game. All right, time to hear from you. And when we do that, it's brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Best since 1952. 888-957-9570 is the number. Let's go out to uh, Snay T. Snay T on I-80. What's up, man? Hey. How's it going, fellas? Hey, what's going on? Uh, Nothing. In traffic on 80. But, look, I always listen to y'all. And you guys be making some good points, but I was hoping uh, Trayvon Green cool it down some. And the Warriors are making too many 
turnovers against a good team, that team's going to score on them. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. And I I just think, like Steve Kerr said a long time ago, just make the simple pass. You know? No doubt. And, hey, State T, thanks for the call. Yeah, be safe Appreciate out it. there. Yeah, take care of yourself and uh, get home safely. We always tell that to to our drivers out there. And uh, But he's right. Uh, the Warriors did turn the ball over tonight 18 times. And during the stretch uh, when they were playing real good ball, when Cousins uh, first started coming back, uh, they went four straight games with 10 or, few, uh, yeah, 10 or fewer turnovers. Yeah, this ended a, a stretch, yeah. basically, of you know them being pretty damn good. I, I want to say that, boy, they, this might have been their 15 was a high uh, fairly recently, but... Uh, Anyway, they didn't they didn't treat the ball well tonight, and uh, they were still able to get away with the ten. And maybe you, and maybe you picked the right night to do it. Of course, yeah, you and, did. And, you know, and part of that right. is it, that's part of being a winning team no at a high level is you want to make mistakes on a night where you can overcome them. And right. I think you know if you're going to be sloppy with the basketball, if you're going to have Draymond Green get ejected going well, into a fourth quarter. Well, look, they won a game tonight where Draymond Green got ejected and Steph Curry wasn't very good. Okay. Until the fourth quarter. Yeah, but I'm just, yeah, I'm talking overall. Yeah. You know, you look at the numbers, 6 for 17, 3 for 11. You know, if, if you show that box score to a, the opposing coach before the game, he's going to say, I'll take it, even if he scores tw- all 20 in the fourth quarter. That's true. You know, let's go to uh, let's go to Rich in Los Altos. Hey, Rich, what's going on, man? Hey, good to talk to you, man. Yeah. Um, my, my, I'm calling about Draymond. Um I'm glad they played Drevko. I think they ought to. They need to keep him sharp because I mean, unless they pick up some extra legit guy in the buyout or whatever, um, the normal guys who are going to play like Iguodala, Livingston, and those guys in the playoffs I'm talking about, they're smaller. And Drevko, he's got so much energy and he can shoot. And Draymond, I mean, Draymond's better, but but Draymond's already proven so many times over the years that he just might lose his cool at any time. That I think Drevko, like I said, he should be kept sharp. Anyway, I just like the guy a lot. Anyway, that's all yeah, no doubt about it. And here's the beauty of Jarebko. Um, if you don't give him playing time, if he does happen to sit three, four games or in a row, one of the there's a lot of reasons he's in the league, but a big reason he's in the league is you can still call him call on him and expect him to go out there and, and give you professional effort and and still help you win a game. Um, younger players tend to not take to that role and they sit for three or four games. Now you put them in the game and they're not ready. So that that is another thing where Jarebko helps. I just think when you're looking at those maybe ninth, tenth, eleventh men as you go into the playoffs, uh, it's just like we said. You you need a guy who you who if if things are falling apart and you have to use him for eight, ten, twelve minutes, you can do it and you can still get away with it. And and for example. McKin- if the Warriors don't do anything, McKinney's that player right now. The Warriors may find themselves in a position where they have to play McKinney, you know, eight, ten minutes of a second half in a really important game. Well, would you rather have McKinney or Wes Matthews? Obviously, Wes Matthews is, is gone to Indiana, but he's, he was a player they were talking about. Well, it's Wes Matthews. It's not even close. Chances are Wes Matthews isn't going to hurt you. I'm not saying McKinney can hurt you, but you want you want some experience there and maybe somebody that's that's um, 
you know, been there before, basically. Yeah, I, I think that's how you round out this roster between now and, and the end of the season heading toward the playoffs. You want to round it out with players that you trust. Uh, and, and I think that's the question you always have to ask yourself. Do I trust this player in a in a game five when it's two to two? Right. You know, and you got to go to them to, to not be right. the reason maybe you get down three to two. Right. 888-957-9570. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Matt Steinmetz, John Dickinson with you. Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Warriors 117, Phoenix 107. All five Golden State Warriors starters tonight in double figures. It wasn't the most beautiful game, but the Warriors come back in the fourth quarter. They started the fourth quarter down three. They ended up uh, winning the fourth quarter, the important one, 35 to 22 and the one thing I did want to bring up is we had hoped or not hoped but our keys to the game JD were let's see if the Warriors can keep their minutes down that's one thing they failed to do Steph Curry 35 Clay Thompson 36 Kevin Durant 34 so the, the, the those three starters Probably played a little more than Steve Kerr would have liked. Well, and you couldn't even keep DeMarcus Cousins under the 25, which well, is the, true, the yeah. unofficial limit because Cousins wanted to stick it out and be out there. So Steve Kerr basically did give him another two minutes uh, or so on the court uh, in that fourth quarter after Draymond Green had been ejected. And you're right, only the ejection kept Draymond Green under his norm of right around 25 minutes. So uh, I think it, it, it's a scenario where you definitely need to keep an eye on that as you get closer to the break, it seems like the Warriors are just going to push through, you know, play Sunday, play Tuesday, deal with Wednesday, Wednesday, right. knowing you got a week off. I right. mean, it's not like you're going to rest somebody now, right. you wouldn't think, unless yeah. maybe it's one, you know, if, if you're going to do it, you would do it maybe in the Utah game, but I think that's still a game where the Warriors would probably want to play straight up just to see where they are against uh, a team like Utah that's playing much better basketball than when the two teams played earlier in the year. Clay Thompson tonight led the Warriors with 25 points. He was 9 for 17, Four for five from three-point range, and look at look at Clay up to thirty-nine point three percent now from three-point range. He was at a season low after the Portland game of thirty-three percent. He's now up above thirty-nine percent. Let's take a listen to what Clay Thompson had to say after the ball game. Well, give the credit, Suns credit. They were under man, but they play extremely hard. They're well coached. DeAndre was great. I mean, Bridges with his hit and Tyler Johnson made a big impact. Oubre, they play very hard, made it tough on us. And um, sometimes in this league, it'll be ugly for 44 minutes. And those last four, you can kind of revitalize your team. And that's what, you know, Steph, DeMarcus did, KD, and did collectively. And any win you get in this league, you got to be grateful for. 14 and 1 in the last 15. I mean, tonight wasn't the crispest game. How do you like where you're at? Love it. Hopefully we can go 3-0 in these last three and go to All-Star break feeling real good about ourselves, but we're playing at a very high level, and it's a good sign with you know not so many games left during the regular season. All right, there's Clay Thompson. Finished with 25 points, and uh, you want to hear from uh, Kevin Durant right away? Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, let's hear from Kevin Durant right away. Kevin, uh, Kevin Durant with 21 points. 
He had uh, eight rebounds, three assists. Kevin Durant. I think we just start making shots. Jonas, I mean, he hasn't played in a few weeks, and he had the kid who was on the team for a little while, but he gave you guys pretty good minutes. Yeah, it's the same, same Jonas that has been playing. You know, he's reliable, man. He uh, plays hard, knocks down shots, and uh, he's just a pro's pro. Kevin, in the moment, moment did you guys see uh, Raymond get headbutted? No, I didn't. By Uber? No. I mean, it, like, did he, what did he say when he got back to the bench when, when he was walking to the locker room? Nothing. I mean, he, he just... Nothing. I didn't even see the play. Um, I just seen him walking out. Kevin, Greg Moore, Arizona Republic. Good to meet you. Me too. Anything out of the Suns that you saw tonight that you liked? <laughs> yeah, they play extremely hard, man. This team is a lot of turn- turnover on this team. You know, they got so many young players coming in and out of here. They don't have a point guard. Deep book been in and out the lineup. So, you know, I just, you just want to see a young team that play extremely hard and uh, make it a competitive game. And tonight they did that. DeMarcus gives you guys a completely different look when he's in the game? Yes. Yes. He's, uh, I mean, I think we all know what DeMarcus can do as a basketball player. So you put him in there with shooters all around the court and playmakers, and we got a complete team. Steve was talking about like he felt like he had helped inject a lot of energy into the team tonight. What did you see in that? Who, DeMarcus? We just gave him the ball. I think uh, we, we played through him, and, uh, he exploded that mismatch, got to the free throw line, and, uh, you know, we just need to see the ball go in. It's a 14-1 in the last 15. How much do you like where you guys are at right now? We're in a great place, I think. Uh, you know, winning is always good, especially going into the uh, all-star break. Uh, we probably played only, like, two teams, though, that were uh, playoff-caliber teams, but it's always good to... Um, try new things out there, play new lineups, new schemes. I think we've been putting in some new sets that uh, it's good to it's good to get it going against you know teams that we expect to win against. Um, but you know, it's still opportunity for us to fine tune some things. So I like where we are. You mentioned All Star. What do you think about your team? Yeah, um, John's is not from here, so I understand next year he'll be better picking his team. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys think your team should be pretty sure. heavy? For sure. I mean, look who you got on the team. How about that starting lineup? They got the defensive team. No, they don't. <laughs> what do you think about LeBron picking first two years in a row? What else is he supposed to do? <laughs> you like that format? Yeah, I love it. I think it's cool, man. It's... Uh, it's great that uh, fans get to get more involved with, you know, just the excitement of that, you know, because that was that's pretty cool. I seen it on TV the other day, and just had those guys picking teams, man. It's just, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory, but it's pretty cool to see, you know, because that never happened before. And uh, you know, it's just number of respect up and down that no matter who where you get picked, it's just number of respect. That it's good to be an all-star. But what's the incentive? I mean, East versus West is at least you got some rivalry going. I think some money involved. I'm sure they're going to pay us. It was probably as good as you've ever had it last year, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a good game. I think that's when it started to flip and guys started playing a little harder. And I think they probably, I think they did add up, um, bump up the money if you win. So it's good, good too, good incentive for guys too. All right. Kevin Durant. <laughs> What's LeBron supposed to do? Yeah, Kevin Durant was in a good mood tonight. Yeah, he was. See, once you once you clear the air, it's all good. Not all, I mean, that happens a lot of times. Yeah. And probably he's like, all right, I'll go out and talk. I'll try to be all right tonight. 
Just yeah, put on a happy face. Yeah, you you like, make your point. If you're frustrated, you you do it and you move on. Everybody talks about it for a couple of days. You get a little road game where maybe that, that media gaggle's a little smaller. And, yeah, and you and you lighten up a little bit. Down in I mean, who's who's really, you know, down in Phoenix? I mean, you get the regular guys and you know yeah. two others, no maybe doubt. three. Yeah. You know, it's just a little it's like a breath of fresh air, frankly. And frankly, Sunday here against Miami will probably be pretty low key too, you would think. Yeah, you would think compared to the compared to the games that we've just seen in this building, you know, with the Lakers in and Philly in and right. and some of those games even in early uh you know, toward the end of December and the early part of January with the Rockets and one thing Durant said that uh was interesting, uh, or you forget about they've won fourteen of fifteen, the Warriors. The Warriors have won fourteen of fifteen games. And Durant said, yeah, we're in a great place. And it's amazing. It doesn't feel like they're in a great place. But they're on their best stretch of basketball the season, at least in terms of record-wise and length of um, you know, winning percentage right now. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to January 5th, that game in Sacramento where they came back late and, and beat the Kings, and they get on the long winning streak, and Philadelphia stops it. But then they come back, beat the Lakers, blow out the Spurs, handle Phoenix. You'd figure Miami, uh, who just has blown a big lead in Sacramento themselves to to wind up losing, uh, is coming into Oracle on Sunday. That's a, another game that you're gonna, you know, pluck, and and, yeah. and all of a sudden it's you know 15 of 16 going in against uh, a Utah team that, that can be tough on the Warriors. Right, a, a couple of games in Salt Lake City uh, this year where the Warriors were down and stole it late and then were down and, and wound up losing uh, right. there that week before Christmas. So Utah presents an interesting challenge, although the dynamic is a little bit different when you're playing that game at Oracle. And then you go up to Portland where the Warriors really started this this hot stretch uh, on the road uh, back in, in late December. And, and that's a team that's challenged the Warriors in that building a few times in the regular season of late. Yeah, and I think the Warriors right now, especially when they get home, can see the finish line, or at least halftime, oh, yeah. uh, because you got a game Sunday against the Heat. First of all, you're at home from now until the break, and then once the break comes, you have a week off. So uh, you're going to be able to get home, get settled enough at home, and then and then do your thing during the break. All right, we come back. We're going to wrap things up. You're listening to the Warriors wrap up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Matt Stein, Matt's John Dickinson. Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com. The home of home search. Warriors 117, Phoenix Suns 107. The Warriors have now won 14 of their last 15 ball games. Tonight's play of the game brought to you by Putnam Auto. Visit Putnam Cadillac Chevrolet Buick GMC in Burlingame featuring the all-new XT4 crossover SUV or visit PutnamGM.com. It's time for the play of the game. He got it! Now, here's the play of the game. Curry shoveled up top to Cousins, shows the jumper, does not shoot it, Curry gets it back, wide side, three, got it! Curry and Durant exchange, and that's a no-win situation for any team. Now, normally I would tell you to remember that play and call in the next Steiny and Guru show, but I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to give you tonight off. I'm going to give you tonight off since 
There's no Steiny and Guru show, but there is a game Sunday. So make sure you tune in Warriors Miami Heat and get that play of the game. But you got to hear it anyway. Uh, speaking of getting to hearing something, oh, we don't? Oh, you're not ready? You're not ready yet. Okay. All right. Uh, we were talking about DeMarcus Cousins, and you kind of said, when, you know what, is, he's played nine games right now? Yeah, and what, and sort of what, what's the next step? Right. As far as, you know, Cousins and them limiting him to 25 minutes. I mean, he, he wants to obviously play more than that, and he, he got up closer to 27 tonight when Steve Kerr left him in for a couple more. But my, my question is, what, what's the end game? What's the limit going to be once he gets fully extended? Is it 30? Is it 32? Is it limitless, depending upon the night? I guess my question is try and get into Marcus Cousins' head a little bit and, and think what's the number. Obviously, it's more than 25, but what's the high-end number for him as far as is his usage in your mind once it's all said and done? Well, that's a good question because the question I was kind of asking a little bit similar is, when do you say, okay, this is what he is? He's not necessarily he's back, meaning, wow, there's a signature game, but more like, okay, this is the guy you can expect night in and night out. I don't think we're there. Not quite, but, but we're pretty close. But we might be pretty close. I'm looking right now, J.D., at the minutes over the course of his career, and he's going to want to play 35. I mean, he's going to want to play 35. He played 36 when he was with the Pelicans. Uh, 30, 34, 34, 34, 34, you know, all all 34 and up. Uh, so he, that's what he's going to want to play. You know that, right? He Because the injury right now, I get the sense, he, he's, it's like he doesn't have an injury. He's never had an injury in his mind. Yeah, it's all about how he feels in terms of his conditioning, his timing. And I get the impression that Cousins wants to be out there more in an attempt to to really regain that rhythm. Right. You know, he wants to push through some kind of barrier which will allow him to to maybe finish better around the basket or make more, you know, his moves a little bit more soundly uh, as far as the fundamentals go it down in the post. So to me, and this is how I mapped it out. I, I had mapped it out originally as, well, the first six minutes of every quarter, right? right? And that's 24 minutes. And then maybe the last three minutes of the second quarter – and the last three minutes of the fourth quarter. So he plays the first six of the second, then he gets about yeah, three minutes off, then he comes back, finishes it. Same thing in the fourth quarter. He plays the first six minutes, a couple minutes out, comes back, finishes oh. the game. So that puts you right in that 30 to 32 range. I guess my big question is, who's he replacing with three minutes left in the game? Iguodala, right? Well, I would assume he probably has to. Well, tonight it would have been Draymond Green. Well, that's true. And you know what? And, and that's an interesting thing for – Another day and down the line. Will there be a case where you need Iguodala on the floor, but you also have a desire to have Cousins out there for some reason, and Draymond's the odd man out? Can you see it? I just don't see it under any circumstances other than Draymond Green's not available, just based on the fact that he is your defensive leader. I mean, he is your... He is your Stephen Curry so, but in on other that words, end. But, and I or know your he's, Kevin Durant. Okay, fair enough. You can call him your defensive leader, all that stuff. Could there be a game in which if you throw everything out, you might be able to look and say, Iguodala and Cousins would be better to have on the floor than Draymond and one of those two. Now, are you saying, no, that can't happen because of 
who Draymond is, his entire reputation, all that kind of stuff, or, you know what, I don't see a basketball reason for that. I don't necessarily see a basketball yeah, reason fine. for it. That's fine. However, I'm not saying that the other part wouldn't factor in gotcha. if push came to shove. Gotcha. All right, DeMarcus Cousins, let's hear from him. It's credit to his mental toughness. I, I don't think he gets enough credit for it. You know how much he deals with on a daily. I mean, he has his personal life. He, he's probably top two when it comes to top two, top three guys in the league when it comes to just, you know, being harassed. Not, I ain't going to say harassed, but just dealing with media, him, Brian, maybe stuff. So it's a, it's, a, it's a tough life. Always having a camera in your face, never really having privacy. So I think he's very – and it's obvious how much he gets attacked just on the social media and, you know, from a fan standpoint, so uh, he deals with a lot. He has a lot coming at him, and he's still able to, you know, block all that out and come out and produce on a nightly basis. So that's credit to him. And, uh, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't feel he gets enough credit for him. DeMarcus Cousins talking about Kevin Durant and the fact that Kevin Durant uh, doesn't get enough credit for his mental toughness. That, of course, in the wake of uh, Durant firing off at the media after Wednesday's game. And the, I think, here's the thing. I think DeMarcus Cousins is absolutely right. 100% right. There's not one thing he said there that I would take the slightest exception to or disagree with, with a, maybe the exception of it's a hard life. But my point is, you'll never be able to sell that to the common person. You just It, it just will never, it, it can't resonate. Uh, be just because of the money, obviously, uh, and all those things. It, it's it's impossible for a lot of people who are making fifty thousand dollars a year to to even comprehend having worries if you're making thirty million dollars a year. Yeah, I, I think that's fair, but I don't think it makes Demarcus Cousins wrong. No, that's what that, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And and I think you know I, he put it in I think the proper perspective as it relates to the whole league. You know, it, right. it's LeBron and it's Durant and it's, you know, a few other guys. Curry is probably right, right up there right now. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, you know, the, the, right. the supreme stars are, are, are the ones being asked, you know, to answer for everything all of the time. Right. And the other thing that's happened with the NBA is these guys are, are entertainers now. And when he says camera in front of your face all the time, you just don't think of that for a basketball player, or you used to never think of that for a basketball player. But how much stuff shows up on social media now? Oh, you know, whatever. Whether it's Curry at In and Out Burger or Curry at Arizona State yeah, today with the lacrosse with players. the lacrosse team. I mean, that's great. It it, awesome. it's, it's incredible, really. Yeah. It's it's totally fun. But you know, when you're coming out of a uh, maybe a nightclub at one in the morning, which different, you which you have every right to do. It's a little bit different of a story. Yeah, different ball game. I, I want to switch real quick to yeah. the Chilton Auto Body text line, okay. 95795, uh, from the 510, a scenario possibly where Cousins would be on the floor and not Draymond Green. Texter says, Warriors down three with the basketball. Cousins is out there instead of Draymond. Probably the only situation. That's from Fred in Oakland. Down three, Draymond not on the court. Because Cousins is a better three-point shooter. Although, again, I would almost say it, there has to almost it's be Iguodala or Draymond or, at that point. I almost feel like there has to be really three, four seconds on the clock. Because if there's more than that, you probably want Draymond on the floor to at least facilitate. Uh, facilitate. But I, you know what? He's not. Uh, it's probably as close to where it would happen as possible. 
you know, you have one of the, let's say it's you're having an Iguodala game. And now he's but, playing great. Playing great, you're, but you're down 110, 107 with three seconds left. I, do you still have him inbound the ball? Maybe not. Maybe not. I, maybe you still have him inbound the ball, but Iguodala's out. I, I don't. I'm just thinking, you say that, and I'm just thinking of all the different plays you can run where teams fall asleep on the seven footer and he right. gets a wide open three. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think I actually do think you're going to want Cousins on the floor at times during those periods, and in that event, I mean, who's here's the bottom line: wide open game winner from three to win it. Who do you want to take it? Draymond, Cousins, or Iguodala? Cousins. Do you? I would actually pick Iguodala solely based on track record, okay. but I'm sure the percentages are, will work in Cousins' favor. I'd take Demarcus Cousins for that shot. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Warriors 117, Phoenix Suns 107. Warriors back home on Sunday at 530 against the Miami Heat. Tomorrow we'll have Warriors Weekly. It's an 8 o'clock start. 8 o'clock start. That's right. Your boys will be with you at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. Warriors this week. Four hours coming at you. You know why? Because we love you. And we love basketball. And that's why we're going to be back here in less than 24. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.